Hey, I'm Kyle. And I'm Aaron. Welcome to Two Dudes in a Corner. What was that? That was our intro. Let's talk about how sweet that intro is. Yes. Here we go. Here we go. We're back at it. Welcome, everybody. Uh, We already welcomed you, but welcome again uh, to Two Dudes in a Corner. Um, It is is a beautiful day here in Fulton, Illinois. Uh, We um, just, I mean, we this past... (laughs) (laughs) and now i'll hand it off to kyle kyle (laughs) well you see here's what i was going to say so you you've been hearing at the beginning of our our podcast our theme song but in actuality we recorded that uh, this past week so we're on a different time zone we're in a different we've got a different time realm because we're launching these podcasts in, in a different time frame than when we're recording them. So, uh, just want to talk briefly about that process. Kyle, tell us briefly how we came up with that really, really catchy little tune. I mostly did almost all of the work. Mostly Kyle, yes. I'm going to take most of the credit. Yep. I actually can't take a single ounce of credit other That's than not true. me sitting there saying, yeah, that sounds great. That's not true. And then he'd be like, oh, should I add this? I'm like, yeah, that'd probably be good. Okay, well, I and... guess I will tell the story because Kyle <laughs> will not represent it accurately. Uh, so I said, Kyle, we should write this song together. So yes, I am a, I am a writer of He's music. A team player. But I was like, I should not write this song without Kyle present. That's just, that's just strange. Just right. off. So... I could tell when Kyle got there, he was like, what am I going to do here? Mm-hmm. You know, it just, he had it all over his face. This is, this is not for me. So, uh, we went into my studio. I said, what kind of vibe do you want? Kyle played a vibe. Oh, you yeah. did play a vibe. I did. So yeah, you set the Bieber song. Yes. You set a vibe tone. And then that really was what launched the, the idea for it. And so what you really do. got us was the, if you yes. listen... If you listen closely, you might only have a bunch of mouth noises. <laughs> and as soon as we heard that beat, we're like, yep, that's, that's us. us. That's us. Because we want to be a little goofy, mostly goofy with a touch of the office. And right. that's what we, ended, that's what we with. ended up with. Like the last little piano chord, very uh, office-like. But it took us probably 45 minutes. 45 minutes. To write that. Which Give is or take. crazy. Yeah. I wish you could see Bolin doing what Bolin does. He's a musical genius. He literally just like knew what to do and when to do it, and then was like out here playing the keys like I never seen, and then just pooped out this amazing thing. It wasn't pooped out; it was well thought out. But he just <laughs> That's produced. where Kyle thinks of art. You poop yeah, it. You, you poop, poop it out. out. You poop it out. <clears throat> he made this amazing theme song, and I'm just sitting there in amazement, also thinking about the half price apps we were getting afterwards. I was just about to mention that. And so shout out Applebee's for the half price wings. Yes. Immediately amazing. And uh, and um, chips and not queso, spinach artichoke. Spinach artichoke, spinach artichoke, spinach artichoke which is my favorite of the appetizers on the menu. Mm. But it was seriously incredible to get him see. I've never seen him do his yeah. art like that. He's seen me do push-ups probably. Probably. Which not is often, art. but yes. We got here a little bit more. <laughs> this is a sore, uh, su- sore subject. Um, Shots fired. Kyle has 
given me every opportunity to start working out here. I made him a plan. That I actually do have some guilt about. It took me Kyle at least 15 minutes to I develop know. that plan. Kyle developed a workout plan for me in an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. And it's still in my email. I could do it anytime. I just haven't yet. So I feel have a little guilty about it. it. I have looked at okay. it. Okay. And that's, that's more than I could ask for. <laughs> it is. But I do, have, uh, I do have high hopes that one day I will not only just work out at KT3, I will be the part most owner. fit person at KT3 and part owner. So We can make at least one of those things happen. Right. There's some freaks here, dude. Um, <laughs> uh, I did have a, I had a joke about chemistry, but I don't think I, I'll get a reaction. So I'd love to hear it. That was the joke. I don't think I'll get a reaction. Oh my gosh. Come on, man. I thought that was the funniest thing I ever oh, heard in my life. Really good. I whipped it out. I'm actually looking at dad jokes right now because there's so many funny ones. And, and Kyle, you are a dad now. So I, you can throw these out without any sense of guilt. This has, this is, we're not, uh, one month from yesterday, I'll be having a child. Wow. So I'll officially be a dad and I can tell these jokes. I have the authority necessary right. to tell these jokes. But you, you can't, you, I give you permission to do it now because you're... Yeah. Some just these people. How do you think of these? Is my question. You just gotta do think you ever think about how everything that you see was built by someone? Oh, invented yes. by someone? Yes, very much so. Even macaroni and cheese blows my mind. Yeah, someone thought to make these little noodles, and then boil them to make them a little softer. Right. Throw some powdered cheese in it, some milk, some butter, mix it up. And you have macaroni and cheese. One of the best inventions of all time, One if you ask me. One of the favorite dishes of all people. And someone did that. I know. What There's the this heck? awesome book that you should get from our local library called, I don't remember the exact title, but it's like Amazing Accidents. And chocolate chip cookies mm-hmm. were an accident. Did no you know that? way. I that kid you not. There was this woman who was, they made chocolate cookies back in the day. This woman was making chocolate cookies for some sort of gathering, perhaps a baby shower, perhaps uh, tea time with friends. I'm not sure. Could, be anything. Could have been anything. And uh, she was in a rush. She was running behind, just like you and I are pretty much most moments of our day. Uh, so she's like, I'll skip a step. Instead of melting the chocolate chip cookies and then mixing them into the dough, I'll just throw them in. They're going in the oven. They're going to melt. So she threw in the chocolate chips into the dough without melting at first. Put it in the oven. Poof comes out. Chocolate chip <laughs> cookies, <laughs> which are arguably the greatest cookie of all time. That was an accident. You know what else was an accident? Cut? Boy, you got me. You got me pumped now. Tell me about all the accidents. Potato chips. No. Potato chips were an accident. This happened at a restaurant, a good old-fashioned diner. There was a guy who wanted fried. You know, the fried potatoes where you yeah. slice the you get the little the little thin ones, the little rounds. Yeah, course. normally served with breakfast or something. Yeah. So this guy uh, got his fried potatoes and said they weren't crisp enough. These aren't crisp enough. Take them back. So they sliced them thinner and then fried them again, brought them back out. They still weren't crisp enough. So the lady, either the, the waitress or the cook, I would imagine the cook, got so annoyed he like shaved them paper thin, then fried them and put them back. So they were like chips, brought them out. The guy loved them. They started serving them. 
Potato chips were born. Oh my gosh. Isn't that I amazing? love me a good accident. Oh, I really Some do. of the best. Some of the best. I was going to say something really funny, and then I didn't. Well, now you have because to. Because it's way too close to home. That was an accident. <laughs> I knew that was probably it. <laughs> I was but, like, even some people, you know? But, you know, it happened. But in God's eyes, you're not an accident. Bingo, bongo, boongo. So, you no can always... No human life is an accident. Right. Fall back on that. And you know what? Another thing. I just want to shout out my fingers. Because I can count on all of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hor oh, horrible. Oh, that was a bad one. That is horrible. <laughs> oh. I didn't even say it right. I feel like I stumbled through that and then it was not as good as it should have been. It was still good. You know, uh, I thought of one two days ago that I tested out. You want to hear it? You made it? I made it you up. You created it? Yeah. What do you call a friend of yours that's really like a friend of yours that doesn't weigh very much? A Bud Light. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing oh. like a beer joke in the way. <laughs> oh, that was, that was that one was of my so finest. Funny. You know, but here's the thing about how do you, how do you make a Kleenex dance? I have no idea. Put a little boogie in it. <laughs> <laughs> that is right up your alley. That one's my favorite that part, I think, that so I've seen so far. You know what? I'm distracted. I'm sorry. I was looking at dad jokes because <laughs> I think they are so they're so pure. Yeah. It's good, clean humor. Is that what it most is? Most of the time. Yeah. And and I could never think of these. I couldn't. I am not. You could if I, you just sat and thought I, of nothing <laughs> for a while. That's how I think of mine. I drank mine. enough cold brew coffee, I'd be popping on dad jokes. Yeah. Like you wouldn't believe. Right. Well, and the thing about there's such an audience for dad jokes. There's a huge. I, there's a few dad pages that I follow that are that chock full of dad jokes all yeah. the time, and they're massively popular pages. But mom pages are not chock full of that kind of humor. No. So it's no. very uh, gender on specific. Mom, what's on a mom page? Mom pages. Candles. They're just all about. Home decor? Not all of them. You know, I, I'll, 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 ca I'll ca caveat, 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 caveat um, <laughs> with, with this, that not all of them are like this, obviously. But I'm someone who leans into stereotypes, not shies away from them, because right. they're stereotypes for a reason. Obviously, we don't assume that everyone falls into this category. But uh, mom pages are all about community. They're all about, mm -hmm. you're a mom, I'm a mom, you struggle, I struggle. Parenting's hard for you. Parenting's hard for me. And they all bond on those, like, things. Right. Where dads are like, want to hear a joke? <laughs> want to hear my, you know, my booger joke? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's totally different vibes. And that's how we roll, too. Yeah. Yeah. We, I don't know. I don't, I'll talk about, like, tough subjects and stuff. You know, we'll have yeah. some deep, like, relatable conversations. But for we the do. most part... I really just enjoy a fun conversation where we get to laugh. Yes. More than anything. Yeah. And there's a time and place for everything. That's true. We talk about that a fair amount because that is yeah. a balance in life we we both probably have to have had to find. Yeah. Because you do have to talk about serious. Wow. Do you hear me? Something's, something's coming up. Something's, something's coming up. Just don't let it come up on my podcast. <laughs> no. Thankfully, it's not. It's not that. It's just air. Oh, um, so yeah, because here's the thing. Here's the thing. I feel strongly about humor 
I feel strongly about comedy. I feel strongly about laughter. And let me tell you why. Let me, and I'm very strong. So it's a combo. My strength and comedy. Bring them together. Um, The thing about laughter that people underestimate. Everyone knows life has highs and lows. Everyone understands that. Whether you try to ignore one or the other, they're both there. You got to deal with them. But I remember hearing advice very early on in my life to to learn to laugh, especially with people, about what all that you experience in life will make life way more bearable. Uh Because even in hard times, um, if you don't learn to laugh, like when I, my wife, Tabby, hilarious, makes me laugh so hard and when i first met her in college that was one of the first things i was like i have so much fun with this girl and sure enough so we've been married 10 years been through some very large high large highs high highs high highs low lows and but we to this day laugh and can find humor uh in life and i think of some people i've you know some marriages don't have that. You don't, they don't find each other funny. They don't enjoy each other's company. That's, that's a shame. That is a crying shame. Because, so if I could give advice to anybody who, out there, uh, find someone you can laugh with, uh, because that's something that you'll want to do until you die. It's so true. A lot of things will change over your lifetime, but your sense of humor typically will linger with you for a very long time. Or get better. Or what? Get better. As time, my sense of humor has increased. Oh, I see what you're saying. Since I've been two years old, were you never not? Were you not funny early on? Did you not? So I think I was like the annoying chubby kid. Mm. For no, I don't know. But typically, the chubby kids, like if you look at you know Goonies or all the old classic movies, they're the funny ones. Yeah, you're right. I think I was pretty funny. Yeah, I don't remember. You don't remember? I try to block out most of my. My fat past. That's sad, Kyle, because your fat past has something to do with your my current, present, your current build. Non-fat past. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have always, just always, 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 mm-hmm. always just loved making people laugh. That's yes. one of my favorite things to do yep. of all time. I will go out of my way to produce a good laugh Yep. someone, you know? Yep. Uh, it doesn't always work. Sometimes I flop. Sometimes they're flippy floppy. Once in a while, though, you'll land one and you're like, that just made my whole life yeah. so much better. And I will vouch for Kyle, number one. He is funny. There are some people, too, who are funny in writing. Kyle's very funny in writing. You text funny. Some people can't text funny where they're very funny in person, but their their texts are very, like, <laughs> neat, 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 neat. Um, you're, you're a funny texter. Well, my brother, you. Sean, my oldest brother, is also someone who communicates humor well through texting. Um, <clears throat> the thing also about humor and laughter, um, I totally relate on the, like, really kind of going beyond the norm. And I think that's what sets people apart from, like, people who create comedy and those who appreciate comedy. Those who create comedy put themselves out there in a way that the grand majority would not, therefore they prefer to consume comedy. Yeah. Um, because comedy is a brutal 
industry to be a part of if you're actually doing it professionally. And you have to have a little bit less restraint than the average person. I have someone who, uh, a very dear friend in California, who <clears throat> they like binge watch my comedy content every couple weeks. So they'll be in bed at night and they'll just binge watch all of my short comedies. And uh, it's Holly and Hugh are their names. Isn't that fun? Holly and Hugh. And Holly just laughs hysterically because Hugh, her husband, cringes at some of the things I do because he can't envision himself. He always inserts himself into these situations or into the video and just says every time, I could never do that. I would never do that. I would never look like that. I would never do that to myself. Um, and so that's, I feel like that's the big distinction. Either you are willing to make yourself look like a complete fool for maybe a laugh, maybe you won't get a laugh, uh -huh. but the possibility of a laugh drives you to be willing to do that. Um, yep. Or if you'd rather not, then you don't. Which is also fine. Which is also fine. <laughs> totally I would say <laughs> a vast majority of people would not feel comfortable producing any sort of content that could be embarrassing in any way. Right. Yeah. And then you just at some point have to... <laughs> just stop caring because it's fun. You know, I think a lot of times we think that people will think we're weird because of it and sometimes they probably do. I would say. Right. Oh, I'm sure a lot of people um, find me incredibly annoying. Yeah, which is definitely fine because there's right. a lot of people who adore the stuff that you produce. Right. And think that it's hilarious, like me. That's and why you have to lean into who finds you funny. Like right. comedy, as a, not that we're referring, comedy is not always a business, but uh, in my particular case, I do earn some income from social media. So it is about how a video performs that is a direct result to, to income. So when that's the case, it's just like any other business. You're, you're testing your market, you find out what works, and then find out how you can continue to in that pattern. Because yeah. I have videos that flop all the time, and I'm like, okay, that didn't resonate. Um, part of it hinges on algorithms now, which are incredibly uh, unstable. Like Instagram's algorithms right now are wacko. Yeah. Um, and everybody, like all the Instagram professionals that I follow who are like coaching on how to, to do things on Instagram, they're confused. So it's just one of those things they're, they're all saying, don't get discouraged. Keep delivering what you know your audience likes. And even though your videos are going to be low performing for the next, till Instagram gets their act together, then um, then it'll it, it'll keep back up because a lot of people are constantly adjusting based on views and things like that. And so Instagram's right now is like, no, just keep creating the content that has worked in the past. Most likely, it'll work in the future. Wow, I'm off on a tangent. You are. I feel like TikTok's <sighs> algorithmic. <laughs> algorithmic. <laughs> I have never said a word <laughs> that big in my life. <clears throat> uh, I feel like their system is maybe seems from what I hear is better. Like it, you, it's easier to get tons and tons of views on TikTok than it is on Instagram. Correct. I don't know if that's true or not. Just spilled water on my MacBook. Yes, dude. I Cannot wait for my Mac you. to just shut off and blow up 
and it's not going to, but I'm just getting my pre-workout ready. Kyle's going to work my, out here right after podcast. My pre-workout. So and if you always... guys, okay, so here's the thing about pre-workout. It makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And when I'm happy, I am fun. And when I'm fun, everyone has fun too. So, well said. Pre- what a great <laughs> pre-workout has a lot of caffeine more than it probably should. Mm-hmm. And but I this is only half scoop. You should be proud of me. Oh good. It's a half a scoop. Good. Only because I only had a half scoop left in this container. <laughs> the sole reason. But it also has beta alanine. So then like your face starts itching. If you guys have not had pre-workout before, I'm just going to explain it to you. Please do. It I've never had about, it. If you have an, an empty stomach, it's even better. Um but it basically has beta alanine in it and some other chemicals or whatever, vitamins, minerals, chemicals, all the good stuff that you want mm-hmm. in your body. And you drink it and then all of a sudden you, your face starts getting itchy and you rub it and it's like the best itchy sensation of all time. And then it's just like you get pumped up, you get excited. For some reason, I think better when I'm on pre-workout because caffeine is a drug. I'm, Mm-hmm. And it is. It's addicting. And but anyway, pre workout's amazing. I would recommend it. Um, you won't have heart problems. Don't worry. Uh, heart problems don't exist. Mm. <laughs> As I'm drinking my coffee, about to drink my pre workout, we are good to go. Oh, sounds like an, um, a few drug addicts I know have that similar <laughs> similar itching feeling, and you know, they say they think sharper, but do they really? Do they really? Um, yeah, I'm going to just move right on past that. I've tried to warn Kyle about some of the negative potential effects of protein powders. Um, but he, Kyle, if, if, if you know anything about Kyle, if he gets Which his you probably mind, don't. you probably don't know much about him, but you will after this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't really like being told <laughs> don't drink protein powder. Like if you, you know, you pre-workout thinking but what did i call it you call it a protein which is post-workout which is also fine oh my gosh excuse me that's okay i'm so sorry run it back run it back <laughs> um i didn't know that you were into multiple powders so you're into protein powder and pre-workout powder the only time i use protein powders if i make a smoothie with like okay. fruits and veggies water protein powder a little bit of um mio like you know this little squirt nope so you're like flavored water, basically. Sure. You put a little squirt of stuff. You can be Kool-Aid. They make little Kool-Aid things that you just squirt in your water, and it tastes like Kool-Aid. Anyway, I put a little bit of that in there to make it a little more sweet. Put some peanut butter in it, and that is my protein shake. But I seldom drink protein powder. Okay. Phew. All right. So walk it back, y'all. Uh, so um, pre-workout. So I've mentioned to Kyle maybe that his heart, he, you know, I think we've said on a previous podcast, maybe we haven't, but that Kyle has had some strange heart stuff. Um, so I may have said, like, could it be this? And it it doesn't go anywhere when you word it that way. So um, I'm, tr- I'm thinking, I'm trying to come up with a different approach. If you think of one first, uh, let me know. <clears throat> wow, that tastes so good. See? You want to try it? No. You want it? <laughs> no, I don't. You want it, Colin? I don't. Okay. But thank you. Yeah, you'll be doing, you'll be out here doing push-ups on the podcast, on our podcast table. We should Dude, do that. Can I tell you a story? Yes, please do. At church. One time, I volunteered to be <laughs> Jesus, oh. which I am not. 
if you're wondering, all those watching and listening, there's only one of him. <laughs> right. And <clears throat> thank goodness that that's a thing. Sounds like a lot of responsibility. Uh, so you got a donut. If if the pastor gave you a donut, I had to do 20 push-ups. And so you had like 20 people up here, okay? Which is a lot of people. I think he literally right. had 20 people. And so that's, that's so many push-ups. That's 400 push-ups. Yeah. So every time he'd be like, hey, do you want this donut? And they would either say yes or no. If they said yes, they'd get the donut. I'd do 20 push-ups. If they said no, he wouldn't give him a donut and I'd still do 20 push-ups. Simulating like he... Oh, I see. He died for everybody. Everybody sins. They're all covered. And if you accept it or don't accept it, he still did that right. for you. Right. Um, I did like... I had to have gotten through like 240 push-ups and I'm just like sweating profusely and like super this struggling. Awful. Yeah, it was, I mean, I was like destroyed. My chest was like wrecked, <laughs> but uh, it was like the most humbling. I think it was probably very impactful for them because they seen me in so much pain yeah. doing these push-ups and I could barely even do one and I had to do like another set of 20 and I would just have to pound through them as best I could. And they were all like, felt so bad I'm like yeah, yeah. Well, that is very impactful and for me i was like ow why'd i do this oh, ouch if i was on stage i would have taken every donut <laughs> <laughs> i would have asked for two oh, actually so glad. you're such a good friend man i yeah. really missed out yeah it was very impactful lots of push-ups don't know why i thought of that story right now just now yeah did you drink pre-workout before that is i that, did you did a thousand well, percent then maybe that's why that's that probably had, why. That had to have been it. Wow. But that was like the hardest workout I'd ever done. Yeah, well. Probably. I would think so. That's some hard ones. That's, That's a hard one. Yeah, Kyle does does stuff. Um, you did, you don't do CrossFit anymore, right? No. But you have from time yeah, to time. Yeah, we've done some competitions and stuff and it's been fun. But I'm just kind of, now I work out to be healthy for the most part. Yeah. Because I was, As opposed to back then, you did it to, what, excel? Yeah, or like I to, wanted to compete and yeah. do well. And we did, we, we won like local competitions. I'd never be like a CrossFit Games athlete because I'm not built like them. Mm. They just are different... Beasts. Humans. Yeah. I'm not convinced they're human. Well, maybe they're not. Like That's... Aliens. Right. Uh, Some sort of genetic mutation, probably. But, right, it has to be. <clears throat> so now I just work out to be healthy and to live a life where I feel good. Because I was so I got injured quite a few times. I had shoulder surgery once. My knees have all like they haven't always hurt, but there was seasons in my life where they'd hurt more. My back and like all this stuff. Because we would just work out so hard all the time. For what reason? Like right. I wasn't even getting that much better because we were probably overtrained. We we're training smart. But I'm addicted to working hard. I think is the thing. I love to just put my head down and grind, whether that's in fitness, business, playing basketball, whatever it is, I like, I just love working hard. And here's why I think that is. Mm. You ready? I'm ready. Because I wanna. No, because my dad instilled that into us when I was a kid, for sure. He like, he always said, always, 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 everything we did, even if we mowed the grass and it didn't look great, he'd be like, you didn't try your hardest. Mm. I'm like, you're right, because I hate mowing the grass. That's yeah. why I have a cement yard now <laughs> as an adult. <laughs> no mowing now. I have a 10,000 square foot house with a cement yard. <laughs> um, it's very convenient. But yeah, so he literally would like make sure that if we didn't give it 100%, he would like get 
a little bit upset with us. Mm. And then we learned, my brother's the same way. My brother works harder than any person I know. And that's the truth. He's always working. If he's not working, he's taking care of his chickens or his ducks or his horses. <laughs> <laughs> and he fell off a horse the other day and broke his ribs. I he did? That. Yeah, it's probably a week or so ago. Yeah, River Oh my Charlotte. gosh. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, Tyler. My anyway. sympathies to Tyler. Back to you. Why do you work so hard, Colin? I work so hard. Uh, probably similarly. I had a dad who was very, uh, who encouraged excellence. Um, I remember in soccer practice, my dad coached us in soccer when I was young, multiple times. And uh, we would always have a theme for the year. And uh, one of the themes that really stood out to me was Colossians 3.23 that says, Whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. Um, so whatever you do, and my dad was like, that includes soccer. Uh, you do it the best you can. You're not just here to, as some would say, you're not just here to have fun. You're here to work hard and to get better and do it for the Lord and not for, for the audience. So that obviously stuck with me. Um, and then just had different people along the way that pushed me. Um, and when people push me, I feel like, uh, I'm more apt to, um, perform better. Uh, I, I think a good healthy amount of, of pressure is good. Obviously not overly. I just talked to someone over the weekend who, uh, was too into sports. Their parents put them, uh, they would say maybe in too many things and it affected, it burned them out. Yeah. Um, and they Absolutely. lost the joy for, for what they uh, once loved. So I feel like that's, that's obviously a danger of, of pushing too hard. But if it's something you love and someone spots that, so like in, with piano, uh, when I, I didn't expect to take piano beyond my senior year of high school lessons. But then when I was in college and decided to do a music major, um, I, was, I had an instructor again, a collegiate professor who pushed me so much harder than I ever thought I could. Like, I thought I had plateaued as a pianist, um, where I'm like, I know how to play. I feel good about how I play. I feel like I can play most things if I practice. Um, and then I went to college and I had this professor who was like, you, could, you can be so much better than you are. So, I, for example, I never memorized my music, I ne which is a good practice to learn. Um, but my piano teacher, when I was young, I think she did the absolute right thing. She knew what I loved to do, and that was to sight read and to play the music that I liked to play instead of like just zeroing in on one song and learning it to death. So she like let the joy of music blossom in me but then later, my professor was like, okay, you love music, but you can push yourself harder. So I ended up measure, or memorizing for my senior recital a, an entire Beethoven sonata, which for any musicians out there was a huge stretch for me because it's like memorize 20 minutes of music. Oh my gosh. Playing it. I thought a sonata no was music. like a pastry. <laughs> <laughs> there may be a sonata pastry out there, but no, a sonata typically has one to four. Uh, or no, one, three to four movements, Ooh. typically a fast movement, a slow movement, and then a big kahuna finish. Um, so yeah, it was like 20 minutes of music and then at my recital, just the realization of there's no music on the piano. If, if I blank, I'm done. 
Oh. So you rely so much, so much on, on muscle memory. Yeah. Uh, Could you have done it with your eyes closed? Terrifying. You think? Oh yeah. For real. Yeah, because you don't really. I mean, you look at the piano, but you don't really. Most of it's by feel. I mean, Stevie didn't look at his piano very often. Correct. Yeah. He was one of the best. Yes. He's the best. There's been some I love it. fantastic blind pianists. It was but a Nacho Libre reference. <laughs> Did you get that? I've one? never seen He's it. The... I know. I know, Kyle. Mm. Chalk it up for another thing that Kyle's disappointed in me about. I've never seen Nacho Aaron Libre. Aaron and Kyle have about. At this point, probably 340 movies to watch. <laughs> we and have 620 so... songs to listen to. Yes. Kyle and I have unbelievably little amounts of overlap in our pop culture. Oh, yeah. Music. So little. And video. Yeah. Video. I just said video. You did. You just... I'm ancient. Yo. Film. You old Gosh. man. Which is a miracle that we're still friends. Because most, a lot of people bond over mm-hmm. their music and, and movies and games. We've never played games, uh, video games together either. No. Dang. Let's talk about... Wild. You played Age of Empires last I night. I did. I played Call of Duty last night. Two nights ago. I didn't play last night. Uh, last so night was Monday. Was I thought you said Monday. Sunday. Mm. Sunday night. Um, yeah, so I didn't play a lot. We never had a video game system growing up. Um, we had comp- uh, a computer, and so we played PC games. We'd play at friends' houses and stuff, you know, the normal, the, the huge yep. 64 um, Mario Kart and Goldeneye. Duck, Duck Hunter? Classic. Nope, didn't do Duck Hunter. Dude. No, no, we no. We still never played Duck Hunter? Uh, at arcades. Okay. You know, with the guns in them. Yeah. Yep, yep, um, yep, 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 yep. The arcades with guns at them. So, when we all of us brothers kind of had our favorite uh, PC games for a while, I was really into Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh, great game! Obsessed with that game, Um, which is where I got most of my business savvy today (laughs) uh, and why I built so many theme parks. Right. Um, Then my brothers loved Age of Empires, um, which was a massively, wildly popular game. And still is. I still have friends from college who, in fact, during the pandemic, I got together weekly with like six to seven college buddies and we would play remotely Age of Empires. Oh it was so fun. So fun. Um, but yeah, I feel like kids of today don't really know what Age of Empires is. Basically, you build an empire and fight each other. Yeah. It's the ultimate man game. <clears throat> I am a humongo Call of Duty fan. And I used to be Big time. I mean, we're talking when Call of Duty World War II was out. That's a long time ago. I can't even. That was maybe 2016 or 17. I know. Ages ago. That's history right there, folks. Yeah. We played that game eight hours a day, every day, for a long time. And then Modern Warfare Remastered. I think I had, I looked recently, like five months worth of playing time. And it tells you an it tells you an hour. So I five. Times, I hate that part of Steam. That you, it tells, it, no, it's not on Steam. It's, it's not on Steam. On PlayStation, it just told you like you go to your profile. Yeah, same on Steam. And it was like it's convicting. Five months of playing time, and that was just one game. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh, I gotta get my stuff together, and then I didn't. <laughs> I continued to do the same thing and just play for hours and hours. And the new Call of Duty comes out soon, and I am. Excited. I'm not excited because I have high expectations for the new Call of Duty game because they've been dropping the ball for a long time. Whoa. I am passionate about just bring back the old games because they were right. so good. Wow. But I am mostly excited because there's something about playing with your boys mm-hmm. 
all night long, right. eating some pizza, you know, having a good time, talking on the mic, talking some crap to some kids you don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, there's just something fun about the brr, brr, you know. <laughs> You know sound like a cricket. I do. I do understand that. Yeah. I have done less of it than you, uh, okay. which is just. We grew up in slightly different generations. I feel well. That's we're not. That, we're what? What are we? Six and a half years apart. Yeah, something. Something. Six and a half years apart. So it's not like a generation, but it's enough that like PlayStation was relatively new when I was in. Middle school, I feel like. So you put that in perspective. When you were twelve, I was six. Right. So when I was, that's pretty in, significant. Until you're an adult, that's a significant age gap. Correct. And when you're adults, then it's just yeah, whatever. So it was like we played at friends' houses, but the 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 era of like tons of people coming together and playing online that was not that was not our reality. Yeah. So by the time that was happening, I was married with kids. Wow. Which you have less time for that. Um. But here's the thing. Here is here it is the thing. My brother and I, uh, very very close. We in high school, you just make do with what is given to you. We had one computer, and we had this game. We played uh, Star Wars: Phantom Menace for PC and Fire Star game. Wars. Um, oh dear, it's the a one? Jedi game. Jedi Outcast. Ah, ah. And so we wanted to play at the same time, one computer. So we were this tight. He would be on the keyboard. I would be on the mouse. So we'd be right next to each other. He would obviously be on the keyboard directing <laughs> everything. And I would be shooting with the mouse. Oh so we literally gosh. played one character as two people. So was, fun. And we fun. would laugh our Toots sees off. We had we have so many fond memories about that. My brother and I played that. a game called RuneScape. I've heard of that. We had dial-up internet. If beep, you remember beep, that, beep, oh my gosh, it was terrible. It was the slowest thing ever. And we played RuneScape, and it was this computer game. It's like you have a bunch of levels, you have to level up and get ninety-nine stuff, whatever. We shared an account, so we were like twice as good as all our friends because when he wasn't playing, I was playing. When I wasn't playing, he That's was playing. Smart. For like, I mean, hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. Looking back, I really did waste a lot of my life playing video games. <laughs> I mean, an excessive amount. Like Star Wars Battlefront 2, I played that game. Uh, and then there's some car games. Holy cow. I'm so much better because of it. It has I, really developed me as a human. You. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't be lose, the Jedi today you know, that you are. Learning how to level up my wood cutting, you know, right? stuff like that. For sure. Um, <laughs> oh, another quick, quick memory with my brother. Hilarious because very few of you will probably relate to this at all. But my parents were out of town, so Jesse, I think, was in community college. My middle brother and I was in high school, probably junior or senior year of high school. So we were home alone and we were like, this, let's go to Walmart, get a new computer game and play it like all night. Like, that sounds great. So we went to Walmart and guess what we ended up getting? You won't guess, so I'll just tell you. Just please tell me. And there may be some fans out there, probably mostly female. There is a Nancy Drew mystery <laughs> game. We got a five pack. It's like five games in one. We're like, what is this? This looks really interesting. Had a blast. 
had a blast. <laughs> Obviously, Nancy Drew's a girl. Yeah. Uh, but as far as video, to this day, they have an incredibly large cult following. Look it up. Her Interactive. Um, they have obsessive fans because these games are so well done. No one does mystery games like they have managed to do. Like, there's tons of games like this. But as far as, like, they literally developed character. It's like you're in a movie. They developed the characters. They developed the plot so incredibly well. Graphics are pretty good for most of them. Um, but they're, they're storytelling. And so Jesse and I, I don't remember if we, how many we beat together. But we, we were quite a team. <laughs> you guys were quite, quite a, a squad. Team. Anyway, good um, memories. Yeah, good so many memories. good memories revolve around a controller. You know, or a keyboard um, in my case. Or a keyboard, because you're a PC nerd. <laughs> I am. Always have been, always will be. Um, speaking of PC Mac, Kyle uh, has a Mac, and it's literally back to back with my PC, HP. my HP Envy, <laughs> uh, and uh, it's the envy of all who see it. Kyle has a Mac, and he lost one of our entire episodes <laughs> when trying to export it. Like literally wasted wasted 45 minutes of my life. Yeah. Mm, never never going to forgive him for that. And <clears> let's <throat> just talk about how this podcast, I forgot to plug in a cord. Yep. So we're, <laughs> we're using my backup mic, which is connected, let me remind you, to my HP. <laughs> I literally looked down. Okay, this is what happened. This is what happened. So you guys can go on a journey with us in this moment. I looked down. It's gone. I'm sorry, I chugged it. My I was face gonna... itches, dude. Oh my gosh, it's hit me so hard. I'm getting pumped up. I was going to slurp and it's gone. I'm so glad. Do you want some of this? No. Your coffee's gone, gone. My coffee's gone. So this is what happened. I looked down and both of our audio, like, there's a, a Kyle section and an Aaron section. They're usually different. The wavelengths mm -hmm. are different. And they're the same the entire way through. And I'm like... It was flat? That's so... No, no, no. Not flat, but just... Barely. You could see how... It was recording something? Yeah. It was oh, recording just okay. through the MacBook. Like, I see what you're saying. So okay, okay, okay. Uh, it was the same all the way through. And I'm like, that is bizarre. And I'm like, maybe only one of our mics is working. And then I looked down and the cord was unplugged. Because right before this, we recorded this, I played the song Lose Yourself by Eminem. Because I wanted to just get hyped up with the intro. And get because one. I don't know any of his song choices. So he was trying to show it to Right, me. so I unplugged that because it was, the audio was going through this. Oh, and I then I see. didn't plug it back in because I am the worst at remembering things. Huh. So then we, and I was, and Speaking just of Kyle's before that, worst, okay, go ahead. Just before that, I was like, hey, you should plug in your backup mic just in case we need it. Yes. And so if that wouldn't have happened, this podcast would be a disaster. Instead, it's only half a disaster. What were you going to say? Uh, speaking of Kyle, forgetting things. So originally our podcast was scheduled for 1230 today. Uh, PM and then Kyle, what, 11.30 last night? Give or take. 11.35. 11.35, I get a text from Kyle uh, saying, oh my gosh, can you do 9 or 9.30 tomorrow? <laughs> I'm golfing at one. <laughs> Literally, he wanted me here 10 hours before he wanted me here. But originally, it was going to be yeah. well into the day. But... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's just fun. It was even in Kyle's. my calendar, and I just neglected to look at my calendar. Yeah. It's not a like a completely abnormal experience with Kyle. That's, no, I am the most he's, sporadic person he's I know. sporadic. And that is 
the truth. I don't know, except for you, you're a close, you're the only person I know that is acceptable, like accepting of that, I think. Yeah. A lot of people aren't. They're like, I'll judge you down for this time and this day and we're right. going to go do this, this, and this. And Aaron's like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? I want to go to Minneapolis. You right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Like, right. Stuff like that. So it's just, uh, I like to live my life that way because it's very fun and yeah. freeing and I don't stress out about anything most of the time. Well, I feel like you're someone who likes to be busy a good chunk of the time. So you would rather, uh, forgive me if this is wrong yeah. or, or, or correct me if I'll I'm wrong. I'll forgive you. You'll forgive it might me. take some time. Okay. Take your time, but also correct me in the moment. Yeah. Uh, um, you would prefer to overfill your time and then figure out how to make it all fit than to underfill and be like, what am I going to do now? Yes. Is that true? It is, but I always have a list of things on my phone that I can be doing. Okay. And the list just is it's never ending. Sometimes it's a huge list, sometimes it's a small list, but things are always getting added to the list. Gotcha. Through business, through... People wanting to do stuff, whatever, and I yep. have to put it in the list, otherwise I will not do it. Okay. If it's not on the list, I will forget about it. Completely. Which is, I think, the reason is because I've been so reliant on my list. Mm. But it sometimes I obsess over my list, and I try to get myself not to, because otherwise I'll be like having fun with someone and being like in the back of my head, what's on the list that right. I'm be doing right now? Right. So I try not to do that. But I also pretty much hate having things on my calendar. Okay. I. Yay I to like lists, it on my list, nay not on my calendar. Because okay. if I look at my calendar and it's like overwhelmingly busy, yeah, then it just make it gives me some sort of like weird anxiety. I think to where I'm like, oh my gosh, when am I gonna have time to do my list if I have all oh, these things? Wow, it's a weird thing. It's weird. It's weird. Wow, I'm that, weird. Thank you for that glimpse, Kyle. Yeah. A glimpse into the brain of Kyle. I didn't know it was. That's unique. I feel like yeah, that you'd rather have a list but not in a calendar. You just want the list. Yeah. And you just work it into your life yeah. however you want. Bingo. Yes. It ha- it, that's maybe like a control factor. <laughs> like I have to be able to do it when I feel is the most ideal time for me to do it. Yeah. Wow. How do you manage everyone's comments on all of your stuff all the time? Because my phone drives my life a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And I can, because I'm always getting things, either social media, emails, text calls, Whatever. I'm on my phone a ton. Mm-hmm. And you get tons of comments all the time. And you reply to them pretty quickly. Frequently. Yeah. How do, how do you manage or how do you not freak out about that? Yeah. I do freak out about it. Okay. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes thank me you. feel way better Thank about you very myself. much. Uh, no. I, I do. I, re, I have realized because it's part of my business that I have had so many people say, one of the things that sets you apart is you engage with your followers um, in a meaningful way, which means a lot to people. Yeah. Um, so I have gotten better at, so sometimes it does weigh on me. Like I'll get up in the morning, I'm like, okay, I need to go through yesterday's posts and respond to all of them. I used to do that and that ended up taking like half the day. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I get done? Obviously, you're building loyalty and, and engagement, those things, but it was preventing me from doing other things. So I've gotten better at like, as soon as I post something, freshly, freshly made comment, like within a 15 to 20, this is my goal, like the first 15 to 20 minutes, stick around and reply to these first people who are commenting. Because yeah. that's the most important time for a post is when you first post 
the immediate response to it. So if there's a comment and engagement, comment, engagement, that immediately tells Facebook, Instagram, whoever, okay, people are engaging with this post, we wanna show it to more people. Um, and then on the next day, for example, still go back and maybe check comments, mm -hmm. but just instead like them all to show them like, I saw your comment and comment to the ones either that ask a question or that you like know really well someone or you know those kind of things top fans as they call them you just instead of commenting all of them just make sure that they feel seen but not necessarily engaging with all the comments because it is it's very overwhelming sometimes. it is the phone ah yeah. sometimes it stresses me out being oh, I on know. the phone so much but it's so sometimes I'm gonna I interrupted you Kyle That's fine. I'm so sorry do it all you want you have man. to forgive I love me hearing you for so talk much. more than I like talking so thank you uh there are times when I intentionally leave my phone home when I go somewhere yeah. because it's incredibly freeing to be like, someone may be trying to get a hold of me and I have no idea. Yeah. Like it's just, uh, you feel like you can completely tune in to what you're doing when your phone's not present. Right. Yeah. Every once in a while. Obviously, a lot of our business is on phones, so you can't that often. But when you can, I encourage you, it's a great feeling. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, sometimes I'll do that intentionally. I'll leave it somewhere or I'll just turn it on silent or something right. so that people can't bother me. And I also have to turn my phone on silent while I sleep. I always have it on silent. Uh, so if you call me, it just goes straight to my voicemail. Yeah. If you text me, I don't get a notification until I turn it off in the morning because otherwise my phone would be buzzing. I'll wake up with 50 notifications every day. Wow. Every cats. single morning. And so that's like the, how I start my day, which I heard is unhealthy to do that, to start your day by staring at your phone, but I do it. I do it anyway, you know. I'm all about yeah. that health. Right. Um, that may change over time. Yeah, it may change. I I do. I get up and I just I start responding to people or I start you know looking at emails, whatever. But if, I always think about if I didn't have it on silent, I would be waking up all night. Right. All night long. Be Which is not good for your sleep cycle. No. Don't do Which that. Which is messed up anyway. Yeah. I think it's probably about that time. It is where this might be our longest episode, which is pretty sweet. That's yeah, pretty cool. Um, you got to train in six minutes. Dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we got to wrap this up. Thank you all for being here. We're we're thankful for you. We love you, even if we don't know you. And we would love to hear from you. If yeah. you have any feedback or have any questions, let us know, and we will start answering maybe some questions in future episodes. Yeah. That'd be kind of fun. And check out our Instagram, our Facebook, our yes. YouTube for little short videos and, and fun things like that. You ain't going to want to miss it. Two dudes in a corner. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.